Yo, 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 episode number 99 of the It's Just a Game podcast. I'm your host, Chris Pill. It's been a while. I think it's been about a month since I've done the episode, and I was wanting to do this right after the game on Monday, but, you know, life happens, things happen, and you just don't got the time. So, here I am on Thursday, three days late, but I'm here to talk about it. We're going to talk about my most disappointing moments in the game, when I knew the game was over, my outlook on the rest of the season for the Eagles, and we're going to talk about two Philadelphia athletes I'm very disappointed in for different reasons. Give me the microphone first so I can bust like a bubble. But it's still, I still hate the Dallas Cowboys. I, I don't care what happens, man. Even though we've been playing subpar thus far, call me Uber driver because I still hate that one star. All right, see you guys on the other side. Calm down, Kaiba. It's just a game. Uh, the phrase, it's just a game, is such a weak mindset. The phrase, it's just a game, is such a weak mindset. If anyone ever uses the excuse, it's just a game. Quagmire, it's just a game. Take it easy. But it's just a game. That's right. It's just a game. It's just a game, bro. It's just a what? It's just a game, you know? You know when I knew this game was over? I want to say it was the second quarter and they had just gotten the stop at the goal line. We stopped Dak Prescott on the quarterback sneak, which I'm not going to lie, was very surprising. I didn't think they'd be able to hold up on the goal line. Quarterback sneaks are like one of them things where I feel like it's a 90% success rate, especially when you're at the goal line. Usually, most of the time, especially when they challenged it, I was thinking, you know what, they're going to give this to them. But they didn't. And when the Eagles got the ball back at the one-yard line and they weren't able to do anything with the ball and they just hit a quick three and out, that's right there let me know this game is pretty much over. And it sounds weird because to expect a team to score from their own one-yard line, that's really unfair expectations. I get that. But the fact that you couldn't even move the ball at all, you couldn't even get one first down, just not one big play, just something to get off of the goal line to at least flip field position a little bit, let me know that they weren't really going to be in this game. They weren't going to have the offense to keep up with the Dallas Cowboys because as much as I hate the Dallas Cowboys and I hate it with a passion, if you know me or if you listen to this show, you know how much I hate that team. But they do have a very explosive offense. If you're not going to be able to score at least 24 to 27 points, it's not going to happen. And as good as the Eagles defense has played this year, you weren't going to be able to keep them under 20 points. It just wasn't really going to happen. And if you're not going to be able to keep up with them, you're not going to be able to keep up with them. It's that simple. It was at that very moment, and they gave the ball right back to them. They had great field position, and I believe they scored another touchdown, which I've been meaning to do the show for like a couple of days now. This happened on Monday. It's now Thursday afternoon. I wanted to watch this game again, but my heart couldn't let me. I usually watch the games twice. I usually watch all the games during the week, and I always watch the Eagles games twice. Always. I haven't been able to watch this game again. So I, I really, if my memory is a little off on certain things, 
that's why I, I I've only watched it the one time and that was pretty much it but I just wanted to say that's when I knew exactly when the game was over which again it sounds weird because you're at the one yard line you can't really expect a team to just drive 99 yards down the field especially with a Jalen Hurts led team especially if you're not going to at least try to run the ball and we're going to get into running the football to have three rushing attempts the entire game is embarrassing. I'm a believer in Nick Sirianni. I'm not jumping off the bridge just yet. I'm not hitting the panic button. I'm, I'm not. I'm not there yet. But that is absolutely unacceptable to not at least try to run the ball, especially when you're on your own one yard line. I mean, being on your own one is a that's an easy way to get a couple of quick yards, especially when you don't have your offensive line intact. This is the thing, right? After the very first game, the way they dominated the line of scrimmage at against the Atlanta Falcons, and I said to myself, I'm like, okay, this is going to be good as long as the offensive line stays healthy and as long as the defensive line stays healthy. That was a big if, though, because we know the history with Brandon Brooks. We know the history with Lane Johnson. We know the history with – well, we don't know the history with Jordan Mailata, but now Sayamalo is out for the year. Uh, Jordan Mailata is out. Hopefully, he's back sooner than later. And Brandon Brooks is out, too. So, already, by week three, we're already dealing with these injuries at the offensive line position. And if you have a young offensive line that's inexperienced, you have to run the ball. You really do. Because the only way that the offensive line is going to get better is them moving forward, them being aggressive. And the way you be aggressive is you get these guys out in space and you run the ball. You get Andre Dillard out in space. You get Landon Dickerson out in space. You get these guys out where they can run. They can show off the athleticism. That's what they have to do. If they're backpedaling the whole time and trying to try to pass protect the whole entire game, it's not going to be pretty. And that's why I have a problem with Nick Sirianni. I don't have a problem with him wearing the beat dollar shirt. Everyone, oh, he shouldn't be wearing them t-shirts. If he's like a high school. No, I, I don't have a problem with that at all. I don't think Nick Sirianni was showing anybody up by wearing that shirt. I think he was trying to get the city riled up. I think he was trying to get his team riled up. That's the kind of coach that I want. I, I don't care what you guys say. Like, that didn't bother me at all. Everyone talk, oh, this is bulletin board material. You should not have to... You shouldn't need bulletin board material if you're an NFL player. If you really need somebody wearing a t-shirt for you to get robbed up for a Monday night football game, a divisional game, then something is really wrong with you. That had nothing to do with anything. The Eagles, I can promise you this right now. The Eagles were going to lose that game by the same exact score no matter what t-shirt Nick Sirianni had on at practice. That beat dollar shirt had nothing to do with anything. And if you think otherwise, then you're a fool. But let's talk about Eagles fans panicking. We need to stop panicking, though. It's not the end of the world. Sure, this might be a bad season. But we've dealt with bad seasons before. And we pretty much knew this going into the year. The only thing that we thought about this season was the fact that we were in a division that we're in. We're in the NFC East. We're in a division with Washington and the New York Giants and Dallas Cowboys. And we didn't know what was up with Dallas and with Dak. I mean, now we know Dallas is probably going to be a pretty good team. As much as that hurts me to say, I really didn't want to say that. But we knew that was going to happen. We knew it was going to be tough. 
We know seven, eight wins is probably our ceiling, even with a 17-game schedule. But it is what it is. It's like you think stuff in your head, and then when you see it actually happen on the field, people get upset about it. The only thing that made this bad for me would be the fact that it was the Dallas Cowboys. If we lost this game to the Detroit Lions, I, I, wouldn't, ha- I wouldn't have been as upset as I was. Nobody wants to lose the Dallas. No one wants to lose the Dallas on national TV. No one. Especially not a team like us. Especially a division rival. But we knew coming into this year that it was going to be an internship. An internship. What do you mean by that, Chris? I mean, it's not going to pay off just yet, but you're getting the experience now. When you go to an internship, you're just getting the experience. You're not getting paid for it. It's not going to pay off just yet. You're not getting a uh, hundred thousand a year with benefits and all that. No, it's, it's not going to happen just yet. This is where you're learning what you have to do. Oh, this is this is the things that I wanted to do. Okay, I do want to do this, but I have to learn these small things so later on this will really pay off. The 2021 season is an internship. That's all it is. You're getting a free look at all of these players. You're getting a free look at the Jalen Hurts, uh, Miles Sanders, all these young players. You think a team that this young is going to win uh, 11, 12 games? What? We don't have one veteran receiver on this team. The oldest receiver we have is Greg Ward. Are you kidding me? This guy was the quarterback. You think a team that has uh, pretty much a rookie quarterback, um, a, a running back that's in his third year, a receiver that's a rookie, another receiver that's in the second year, another receiver that's uh, what is Quez Watkins? Is this his second year or his third year? I don't, I don't know. But you think me had Dallas Goddard, who's in his fourth year, and you got Zach Ertz, who's pretty much a shell of himself. And that one drop that Zach Ertz had was a killer. Even though Jalen Hurts could have put a better pass there, but Zach Ertz still should have caught the ball. And the funny thing is, with that Dallas Goddard uh, run at the beginning of the game, I think it was like 38 to 40 yards, something like that. I was thinking, okay, we're going to be able to keep up with Dallas. I really did. We didn't score a touchdown until, what, the end of the third or the fourth quarter, I believe? I mean, I don't even know what happened at the, at the end because I, I saw, I think Greg Ward got a touchdown, I saw. But by that time, I turned the game off. And I never turned the Eagles off. I mean, my team could be losing 69 to 3, and I will sit there and watch until the very, very end. But I had enough at that point. I could not watch it. I cannot watch Dallas Cowboys fans celebrating in the crowd. I can't do it. But for you guys to think that we were just going to come in here and win, and I feel like that week one win was probably the worst thing that could happen to the fan base. Not to the team, no, but to the fan base, because the fan base is now going to expect you guys to win every single game. Sure, we should have beaten San Fran last week. That should have been a win. But this game against Dallas pretty much showed us who we probably are. Now, sure, maybe later on in the season, they'll get hot. But if you look back at first-year coaches, most of the time it doesn't go pretty. A first-year coach with pretty much a rookie quarterback, I mean, the only time I can think of where it's really going that well is Matt Ryan and Joe Flacco both came in the league in 08, and they both made the playoffs. And they both had rookie quarterbacks. I mean, rookie coaches. Besides that, it doesn't go well. You can look at the Eagles' history. I mean, Doug Peterson missed the playoffs in his first year. Andy Reid went 5-11 in his first year. Chip Kelly went 10 and 6 in his first year, but it, it didn't start off pretty. They beat the Washington Redskins. 
And then they, I believe they went on to lose three in a row, I believe, something like that. And they were like three and five at one point, and they got hot later in the year. So maybe they'll hit their stride and they'll get hot later in the year, but it doesn't always start off pretty. Doug Peterson went three and zero to start off this season in 2016, but ended up seven and nine. But to watch Carson Wentz play 16 games, which hasn't happened for an Eagles quarterback since 2008 when McNabb did it, was the cherry on top for me. That was all I needed. All I needed was my rookie quarterback to play 16 games, and I was okay with it. All I need is Jalen Hurts to go out there and play 17 games. Jalen Hurts can finish this season. I, I don't care about the stats. I just want to see him make some progress. And what did Carson Wentz do? He came back and had an MVP caliber season in 2017. They came back and won the Super Bowl in their second year. But the first year is not going to be pretty. You're going to make mistakes. You are. It's like your kid going to first grade or going to kindergarten or wherever. They're going to make mistakes the first time you send them out into the real world. This is the first time these guys are really out in the real world. They're doing their thing now. You have to let these guys make mistakes. Now, a guy like Derek Barnett, he should not still be making these mistakes in his fifth season. Sure. But guys like Jalen Hurts, there were a lot of plays where even the broadcasters pointed out where it was an eligible man downfield because he's trying to extend the play. Or there was one in the, in, um, in their own end zone where he was extending the play. And he said, you can't do that because you never know a holding might happen. You just have to get the ball out of your hands. A lot of things happen where it was like small mistakes. And once he watches the film, he's going to realize, okay, this is what I did. And Nick Sirianni and all the offensive guys, they have to pull him aside and say, you can't do this. But this is what comes with being a young quarterback. It's like people know that he's a young quarterback. But then when he does certain things, they forget that he's a young quarterback. I mean, Donovan McNabb in 1999 wasn't the Donovan McNabb that you saw in, in 2004. I mean, you look around the league, all these quarterbacks are struggling. Look at Trevor Lawrence. Look at Zach Wilson. Look at um, Mac Jones. Mac Jones had a terrible game against, um, who did they play? Uh, New Orleans. These rookie quarterbacks are not great just yet. None of these rookie quarterbacks are great. Tom Brady didn't even play in his rookie year. Hey, Manning uh, set the record for both interceptions in his rookie year. Aaron Rodgers didn't play his first three seasons. But you guys want him to play. But you guys get mad when he makes mistakes. This is what young players do. Stop hitting the panic button. You guys really got some nerve judging this guy like he's a 10-year veteran. Sure, we had every right to be mad at Carson Wentz by the time 2019, 2020 came around. Sure, you should not be making these plays, but Jalen Hurts is in his second season. Pretty much still his first season. You got to let this guy grow. You have to. Nick Sirianni, you got to let him grow. You have to. Nick Sirianni is not coming in here as a a 20-year guy who's been around the game forever. He hasn't been in the NFL that long. Let the guy make mistakes. You have to. And that hurts coming from me because I'm a diehard Eagles fan. But I know what it is. It's funny because I used to look at teams like the Browns and the Bengals and and the Houston Texans back when they were terrible. And teams like that. And I would say, man, it must suck going into the season knowing that you're going to be bad. Now I'm about to get what that feels like because we're about to play the Kansas City Chiefs. And... 
it's probably going to get ugly. The worst thing that happened, though, honestly, was the Chiefs went to 1-2 because I knew we played the Chiefs, but then when I saw them went to 1-2, I'm thinking, man, they went to 2 They're about to smoke the next team they play. Then I thought about it. I'm like, wait, they play us next. And I'm thinking, here we go. Then after that, we got Carolina. Shout out to my guy, Howie. I'm definitely looking forward to that game. But I think we can take that one. No, Sam Darnold, yo, we got you. But all I'm saying is, stop panicking. It's going to be a tough season. Put your seatbelt on. It's, it's going to be rough. It's like getting on the roller coaster. You're going to get on the roller coaster, you know you're going to have some bumpy roads, but by the end of it, you're going to be fine. We're going to be fine, man. All right. I'm going to talk about two things that really, really has pissed me off the last couple of weeks. And ironically, they're both about Philadelphia 76ers. Or, I guess, both for, former Philadelphia 76ers, soon to be. Who do I want to start off with? Let's start off with Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons really has some nerve to not address the media and still be posting on Instagram. Now, when I did my show a couple of months ago, when the season ended, I said, no Ben Simmons slander will be tolerated until now. I was one of his biggest supporters. I never booed him. I never talked down on him until now. And I even said that he can't post on Instagram during this offseason. He can't be posting his pictures, getting out his Ferrari. He can't post pictures of him shooting at the gym. We don't want to see it. We want you to get in the gym and stop talking about it. Because even if you post anything, you know what the comments are going to be like. And if you post and turn off your comments, that looks even worse. But he was still posting on the regular. And he hasn't addressed anything. And I said this before as well. If rumors come out about a player and they if they're really active on social media and they don't come out and and negate those rumors, that means they're true. Because it takes nothing. I mean, most of the time you'll see, oh, don't believe everything you hear. This is not true. We see that all the time. Ben Simmons hasn't done that at all. So this lets me know that it is true. The fact that he's not at media day lets me know that it is true. And we know that he now wants out. But my question to him would be, why do you want out? This is what I want to know. Like, stop acting light skin and answer the question. What is the problem here? Is it the fact that Doc Rivers said, oh, I don't know if we can win with him? And it wasn't even the fact that Doc Rivers said it. Like, I don't know if we can win with him. It was more of, I don't know. Like, the game had just ended. It was, it was more of maybe a shocking question, maybe. Which... In Ben Simmons' defense, Doc Rivers is a veteran coach. He's been around forever. He should probably know how to deal with that kind of situation. But that can't be it. And now reports coming out that he doesn't want to play with Joel Embiid. What do you mean he doesn't want to play with Joel Embiid? And they we all say, oh, it doesn't fit. Everyone has been saying that for years, and you guys still try to make it work. Why now, all of a sudden, can you not play with Joel Embiid? And Joel Embiid probably had the best season of his career. Can you imagine Scottie Pippen saying that about Michael Jordan after the best season or whatever? And Michael Jordan averaging 35, 36 points and, and Scottie Pippen comes out, oh, it doesn't fit. I can't play with him. What are you talking about? He's making your life easier. How are you going to say that about a guy who's making your life 10 times easier? 
Joel Embiid is the whole reason that we kind of forget about you. We don't even need you to score. Because trust me, if Joel Embiid wasn't on this team, we would need you to score 25, 27 points a game. And we know you're not really capable of that. So you should be thinking, Joel Embiid, that he's taking the onus off of your back that you don't have to do all of the things that he has to do. How you going to get mad at a guy that's making your life easier? How does that make any kind of sense at all? Don't want to play with Joel Embiid. Now, again, these are all rumors. We haven't heard this from the horse's mouth just yet. But, again, the fact that he is not coming out and disputing these things lets me know that they're true. And the fact that he's not in media day and, he's, and they're saying he's going to take all the fun, that he'd rather sit out the entire season and miss out rather than come back to the circuit. But I don't get why you don't want to come back to us when we did nothing to you. Now, sure, the fans can be a little harsh. Maybe your teammates aren't as encouraging as they should be. But you also need to put in the work yourself. Teammates can only do so much. The fans can only do so much. I, I used to always look at Ben Simmons and think he ain't really had that mentality. But I, I just figured, you know what? Like, not everybody is the same. But this lets me know that he's not really built out, built out for the city. He's not cut out for the city at all. It is what it is, man. I guess we got to move on without Ben Simmons. We, maybe I wish we would have traded him now when his value was at his highest. Now, where are we going to get for him now? Can't get a star player. You can't get Bradley Bill for this guy. Can't get Damian Lillard. Can't even get CJ McCollum at this point. You might get Robert Covington back. <laughs> like, that might be the best you can do. And it sucks. I mean, But the thing is, is... It doesn't suck to me because I'm okay running with Therese Maxey as the starting point guard. And I've said that for months now. I'm completely fine with that. Because Therese Maxey is a dog. Therese Maxey and Joel Embiid will make magic together. Trust me. Tobias Harris is going to do his thing. You don't need some guy that doesn't want to work on this game at all, but he wants to act mad at you because he doesn't want to work on his game. What? How how are you late for work every single day and you calling sick every other week, but you say you can't work under these conditions because uh Greg the copy guy is making it uncomfortable for you at work? What what are you talking about? Okay. It's just funny because these last couple of months I've never said a bad word about Ben Simmons. He's been one of my favorite guys. But I, I can't I can't defend this guy anymore. Just can't do it. All right, so to the other Philly athlete before I get out of here. Allen Iverson really has some nerve to be posted about the Dallas Cowboys. And and apparently he's been a Cowboys fan his whole life. I guess I didn't know this. And I pride myself on knowing things about at least Philadelphia athletes or just sports world in general. But I don't know how I missed this for 20 plus years. But apparently he's been a Cowboys fan his whole life, even, I guess, when he played here. But I vividly remember him wearing an Eagles jersey one game. I think it was during the NBA Finals, I believe, in 2001. But I guess he was doing it. Maybe Reebok sent him that Eagles jersey. I don't know, I guess. But I guess seeing that made me assume that he was an Eagles fan because he played in the city. Now, I'm not here to kill anybody for room for your team. Except I am. <laughs> but... It just really hurts the fact that Allen Iverson is a Cowboys fan. 
And I saw that a couple of weeks ago, and I remember people thinking, like, you didn't know that? You didn't know that? And I'm thinking, no, I didn't know that. I, I didn't know that at all. But the fact that we just lost to the Cowboys, and you want to post Ezekiel Elliott autographing a jersey, I, I, I can't tell you how much that hurt. I really can't. It's like being a step a stepchild and you see your stepdad looking at his real kids kind of like neglecting you and I was just like I, I thought we were I, I thought we were cool I, was, I really did I thought it was just me and you I thought we were the family I, I didn't realize you were ever go back to your your real family I thought you said you hated them Again, I, I really don't want to kill this guy because if he grew up that way, he grew up that way. But I don't understand because he's from Virginia. How do you become a college fan if you're from Virginia? Please enlighten me. If Now, if Virginia is a big college country, then I apologize, whatever. But I just don't understand how it happens. I'm not, I don't live in Virginia. I'm not from Virginia. I don't know. But if, if somebody is from Virginia and they want to tell me that's how it works, then whatever, I'll drop it. But it still hurts, though. I remember Dominic Brown a couple years ago. He was a Phillies player. The Eagles were playing the Cowboys in 2013. And he was at the game with his uh, Cowboys jerseys on. And everyone was thinking, you you can't do this here. (laughs) Like, this is not. And at the time, I was thinking, you can't really tell a man what team team to root for because he plays in the city. And he doesn't even play for that team. It's not like he plays for the Eagles and he's a Cowboys fan. He plays for the Phillies. Just because he plays in that city doesn't mean he has to just change his team that he's been rooting for his whole entire life. Maybe I didn't care as much because it was only Dominic Brown. The fact that this is Allen Iverson, I judge it a little differently. And it's probably unfair, but I do. And it hurts. It really does. I don't think I can ever wear an Iverson jersey ever again. I really don't. And it sounds really dramatic. And it sounds like, come on, man, like you, you can't be this crazy about this. I shouldn't be, but I am. I just don't know. It, it just, it sucks, man. It really does. Just saying, man. And the thing that made it worse is because the Eagles just lost to him. And he had to post that. I had to unfollow Iverson. I have to, oh, man, I got a couple Iverson shirts. I got to throw them out. I, I, I just can't. I can't ride with no more. I can, I can, I can't, man. Okay. I'm back. Between this Ben Simmons news and the Eagles losing to the Cowboys, and then Iverson posting about the Cowboys, it's just, this has been a bad week. It really has. I'm not okay. All right. Let me get out of here before I pop a blood vessel. All right. Thank you for listening, guys. Thank you for listening to my rant. Covered a couple of things today, and let's get out of here. Have a good Thursday. Peace.